Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Danae Poth. Thank you for joining in. This is episode number 33. And I started the podcast back in September and have tried to be really consistent. I've been consistent and done one episode every week. But more recently, I've done uh, two episodes each week, just trying to think about the things that are happening in the world, in education, our personal, our professional lives, and trying to share some ideas. Um, Not that I'm an expert, but just things that I've been trying or resources that I've been using or how I've been starting with my own class during this time. And so when we think about remote learning, I know there have been so many resources shared out there on Twitter, on Facebook. There's different groups that are set up for educators, um, also for parents to provide support for the families at home during this time. And that is very important as well. And a lot of questions about How do I assess students? What are some tools that I can use to have students create? Or um, how can I collaborate with students or students to collaborate with one another? What are some games? And like you can definitely tell when you look at any of the things on social media, there are so many options and it can be overwhelming to figure out exactly where to start. And so I thought I would just do a quick episode Uh, where I share just a few of the tools that you can explore and ones that can be fun for families too. And so a big consideration for teachers a lot of the time is when we take on technology or even a teaching strategy, it doesn't have to involve technology, but anything that's new or different, we think about the time that's involved. Is there a learning curve? Um, How much do I have to know about it? How much do I have to put into learning about it, getting it started before I can use it in my classroom? All valid concerns and questions to ask. And so the nice thing is that with a lot of the different things that are out there, when it comes to strategies or digital tools, you can find resources that enable you to get started really quickly. And like I mentioned, strategies, if you want to do things like project-based learning, this is a great time to do that, to give students an opportunity to pursue something that they're interested in, to explore on their own, uh, do some independent learning, and just see what they come up with. Uh, Another opportunity would be doing something like Genius Hour, which students can find something that they're curious about or that they're interested in and just basically share their genius. The only thing is then we need to figure out how are they going to share their project-based learning or their genius with us and with the students. And of course, there are so many digital platforms available to do that. Students can create something and share it, which can be then shared through email or on a class website. Or if you use things like Microsoft Teams or uh, potentially if you're using Google Classroom or even something like Padlet or Wakelet. But other options which are great to use is, you know, things that can not only be used by us as teachers for our students for learning, but things that our families can also use to do different activities at home, uh, now, in the future, whatever. And I've made some of these recommendations in the past, and they truly can be used for these purposes. So just a few quick ideas. If you're looking for some games to play, and I know in my own class, when I had meetings this week, one of the things that we did was I shared my screen and ran a game of GimKit. So if you've never heard of GimKit, it is a game-based learning tool. It You can put uh, questions in with different vocabulary, 
And it kind of functions similar to some of the other games you might have played, like Kahoot or Quizzes or even Quizlet Live. But students can be placed onto teams, and it's just a lot of fun. So there's a lot of different ways that you can play it. But the best thing is also is the questions are not projected onto one screen. So even if you have students and you're meeting and you're sharing your screen, they can see like the board, the leaderboard, but they don't need your device or screen to see and to play. So you could even, if you're using something like Remind, have students join in a game uh, without even having to have the screen there. Kahoot, of course, is a game that's been around for a while and many people enjoy that. Families can play either one of these games. Why not have a trivia night? Uh, play Kahoot, play quizzes, have a game of GimKit. Easy to get started with. All you need to do is to search some of the games that are in the library. For interactive lessons, teachers are trying to figure out the best ways to share content, videos, questions, um, different other op options that you can put into a lesson. And so some of my go-tos have been Nearpod, which also has some ready-to-go at-home lessons. So not only is it good for teachers and for students, but families can find different options for creating some learning opportunities at home. And with the virtual field trips, why not take some trips around the world right from your home space? So it's fun to help families learn about the different tools that we're using in our classrooms, but also to be able to use those and have fun in learning, but just to, to spend some time together doing a different activity um, during this time. Another option is to do things like storytelling, and many people are using Flipgrid, which has lots of options. It's a social learning network. You can add in different learning tools, and one of my favorite ones to do is to include a Buncee with it, which if you've not used Buncee, it is a multimedia creation tool, and I did some webinars for teachers in my school last week because I've been using Buncee for about five years. And for teachers looking to share a video message or record their voice, reading a book to include text, to include links to other websites or something, or just to inform or even make something like a parent newsletter, it really does offer all of that in one space. And for my classroom, I set up a Padlet where I, I have... For all of the classes I teach, materials, links to books, videos, whatever they need. But really, all I needed to do was create one slide on a Buncee because I can record a short video and include links to those other sites and just share that out weekly, changing my video message. And also with Flipgrid, being able to have students post responses, um, reflections, or you can choose from... I think they have more than 10,000 topics that are ready to launch. So you can scroll through their library, find a topic that relates to your grade level, content area, and then just assign that to one of your groups of students in Flipgrid, but also add on different tools like um, Adobe Spark, Nearpod, Wakelet, Kahoot, and many more. And of course, I mentioned Buncee as well. Another thing that you can do with families is check out some of the different resources that are out there. And I'll mention two that I came across. There are several other ones, but I'll save that for another episode. I like to keep these kind of short, but one of them is uh, Explore Live. And if you go to explorelive.org, there are live cams around the world that are showing places, animals, Climate, 
you name it, and you can look at the live cam as it's happening. And it also gives you information about the weather, um, facts, there's question and answers, there's maps. You can even, while you're watching, take a, sh a snapshot while you're viewing the live feed. And it also has some uh, short documentaries and other films that are linked on, on different topics. So that is one I would recommend checking out. And also, every day there are different authors from around the world who have signed up to do read-alouds. And if you're not famil familiar with Pernille Rip, uh, Pernille created the Global Read Aloud, and she had written a blog post recently where she had this really long list of read-alouds that are available, not just for educators, but also for families. So I would highly recommend checking her site out, or even just go into Google and type in Global Read Aloud, and find authors who are doing different readings of books every single day. So those are just a few of the things, tools, ideas that I'll mention to you for now. Uh, if you have some others to add, of course, there are many more to add. But with the ones that I mentioned in this episode, it's if you've been looking for something to try, then try one of those and definitely try them with your family. It's always fun to pull up a game of Kahoot because you don't have to create it. And there are thousands of options out there if you want to do movie trivia, social media, um, icons, what else? Disney is always a popular topic with my eighth grade students. Uh, memes, music, you name it. Lots of options out there to try. So if you're looking for ideas, I hope that this episode helped. And if you want to leave a message, you can leave me a message and I would love to hear from you. So until the next episode, um, take care, stay well, and thank you for listening.